Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. I've got visions in my head. People tell me that I'm crazy. I tell them that's exactly it. I've got reasons for my absence. People tell me that I'm burn out. I tell them I'm not like the rest of us. Hi, y'all. Welcome back to the I Love You So Much podcast. I am your host, Kinsey Elizabeth. This is the last week that I will ever say welcome back to the I Love You So Much podcast because as of next week, we are now Houseguest. The podcast is staying the same. We are just changing the name and just changing the cover art. So don't forget also, guys, this is our fifth year this week of the show. Thank you guys so much. This podcast has changed my life in honestly every way like I've met some of my closest friends through the podcast like I feel like everything in my life is so different because of the show whether it's y'all a new friend like so many like business people and connections that I've made in order to be able to do you know other brands speaking of friend of mine my new brand we closed the Okind. all of those details are on YouTube my YouTube channel but I started my own brand friend of mine which is centered around hosting gathering people together our recipe journals and our cocktail napkins are out now if you guys are interested. They're really cute. They're a great gift. They're a great thing to just keep in the family, pass down. I just love them. And also it's really therapeutic if you are, you know, just trying to unwind and cooking. Like I just feel like being on another screen is just not the vibe. Being on another screen, especially like past work hours, just gives me anxiety, you know? So anyways, those are available. And as always, you guys can watch the show on YouTube we have one of my favorite guests ever back on the show today, Nicole Walters. She has a new book coming out October 10th, which I pre-ordered so quick. I pre-ordered actually like a hardcover and for my Kindle. I just wanted a hardcover in my house, but she is one of the most incredible people. If you guys don't follow her, she has the most insane, insane story. Definitely go back and listen to our first episode together after you guys finish this one. But we're just talking about nothing is missing, dreaming big, believing in yourself in the lows, how to not settle young. It's really a great episode for like navigating your 20s as well. She's just like one of the most incredible people. I respect her and look up to her so much. And I love her. She also has a podcast, by the way, with the network. So I've been on that one as well, if you guys want to go listen. Anyways, without further ado, let's get into the show. We're back for another Navigating Your 20s episode with one of my favorite guests. (laughs) I'm so happy that you're here. Oh my gosh, I'm glad to be back. It's crazy because we had such a good time just sort of chatting last time that it's nice to come back and chat and like really hit on some of those gems. Yes, people loved our episode. I loved our episode. Oh, I'm like, so people, people are me. me. <laughs> people are me. You're like, I'm coming back. It's for me. <laughs> yes. Okay, so what is something that you would tell your 20-year-old self? 
Well, the first thing I would tell my 20-year-old self is that it's not that serious. You will recover from whatever choices you're making and your 20s are the time to learn. So it's the time to explore. It's the time to make mistakes. It's the time to be big and bold and know that like you'll recover. You have your 30, no one cares if your life is together before 35. That's like literally the truth. Like you think it's like 30, you know, that's like the mm-hmm. pressure point. Like, oh, by 30, I need to have like the house, the da, 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 da. But the truth is like, that's a lie. Like you're probably not gonna, you know. And by the time you're 35, people just want to know you're trying. Like there's some direction. You know what I mean? I feel like on one end, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to achieve mm-hmm. everything very young. And then on the other, we're too afraid to actually do anything, especially in our 20s, whether that's start working towards a dream, make sure. a career change, even like a lot of like romantic fears. There's so mm-hmm. many, so many things that we hold our own selves back by. That's so true. What advice would you give to someone who is kind of in that headspace? Yeah. So I think that one, like all that stuff's not true. You know what I mean? Like all that's just, it's a total lie. It's like society sort of being like, well, you should have this and you should follow this path and you should do this traditional thing. And I mean, we talked about it last time. We did the whole like, oh, we're dating someone and it looks like this and this is what we're aiming towards. And then we were like, oh, this isn't working. I have an unorthodox career, you know, like none of us grew up saying we wanted to be influencers or YouTube stars or whatever or podcasters. And here we are. So know that life is like that, too. So in your 20s, things are going to evolve. It's crazy because I have an 11 year old, which I talk about in my book. I have an 11 year old that I adopted and you know, she's growing up now and she's saying like, yeah, I think I may want to be like a climate change scientist. And it's crazy because like, literally, if you were born just 10 years before her, that wasn't really a job. You know what I mean? Like there were people who were kind of doing that. But like, it's very possible even in your 20s now that your job or your future or the thing you want to do hasn't even been created. You know, Mm -hmm. like we're like the last generation that even remembers like Instagram, like not really being around. You know what I mean? Like, or like definitely not TikTok, you know? So it's like, since we are getting to have like access to all these new things, like why are we putting pressure on ourselves when like the thing we may be like the champion of may not even be here yet? Like just learn your skills, you know? It's so funny that you say that because, yeah. you know, I'm the queen of putting pressure on myself. Mm-hmm. Me too, me too. I used to always say, I'm like, I just think that what I'm doing in 10, 20 years from now doesn't even exist yet mm-hmm. because what I'm doing currently really didn't exist 10 years ago. And, and like, and honestly, I think that, you know, a lot of people don't realize it from the outside because they just enjoy our content, right? Like they watch the podcast, they watch Instagram, they watch the YouTubes. But the truth is like, it's changing all the time. Like even now, when you think about it, the way you're doing it today, a month from now might be different. You know what yeah. I mean? Like even TikTok, like I remember when TikTok first, I mean, we all do. When TikTok first came out and it was like, dances like 99% dances and now it's like tutorials and dances and like you know vlogs and like you know people have figured out how to do their like travel stuff on there like it's just evolved and I think that we forget the concept of evolution you know we feel like we need to be landing on something I talk about it so my book nothing is missing it comes out it's I'm so excited thank you it's available for pre-order now but it comes out in October and one of the main things I talk about is looking back on my life, realizing that the only thing I really need to be good at doing is getting good at fresh starts. How good am I at starting over? Do I spend a lot of time in my feels? Do I spend a lot of my time beating myself up about what I didn't do or what I don't have? Or do I say to myself, okay, the thing happened. What did I learn? And how can I move forward? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I don't mean it in the gross, like toxic positivity, like everything's fine. Let me march forward. But I mean it in the way of like, 
be in your feels for that moment, but let's let's get going because we're still here. You let's know? like dive more into that. Yeah. Getting good at fresh starts. Because yeah. I think that goes to like evolving and everything is always changing and you mm-hmm. should be doing all this and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. It's a lot easier said than done. Oh, yes, girl. Yes, yes. Not even gonna lie. Like, <laughs> I mean, I have... You know, it's weird because I feel a thousand years old and it's only because like I'm in my like late 30s and I feel a billion years old because I've lived so much life in that time frame that most people haven't. So like in just the past eight years, I have put two kids through into college, one into rehab, one through stage four cancer, one into kindergarten, potty trained, taught her how to read built a multi-million dollar business, quit my corporate job and went through a divorce. Mm-hmm. And it's like all that. And got engaged. And got engaged, yeah. right. And met a new like hotter guy that I absolutely love to pieces. <laughs> and I'm engaged. I'm getting married again, you know. And I'm also trying to have like my first biological wrote child. And I, and I wrote a book, yeah. you know, and like podcasts. Oh, and I also had a TV show. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like I say all those things like legit, like in eight years, though. You know what I mean? So if people are saying that they want to do even like one or two of those things or some of those things, recognize that like it's okay to take a lifetime to do that. You know, like just the parameters I think that we have around what it looks like is crazy. In eight years, I never thought I'd be starting over in a million Mm -hmm. years. You know, like I built all those things in my 20s. Like I, I adopted my three girls at 28 thinking that was it for a lifetime. And now here I am just 10 years later. And I'm not married to the same person. I'm not living in the same house. I'm in a different, like, who would have even guessed, you know, like, and like my daughter's in rehab, you know, like, Mm -hmm. it's just like, I never would have guessed that my life would look like this. And like, it's okay, though. You know, I'm alive. I'm here. I'm thriving. I'm sharing that story. So I don't know, like, (laughs) not to spin the interview on you, but like some of the pressure I put on myself is because of me expecting that like, oh God, I can't fail. Or like, what if I don't hit this goal? Like, I don't know if that's what it's like for you. Definitely. Yeah. My biggest fear is failure. Mm -hmm. And I really reframed what failure means to me. And also, I think when you are more entrepreneurial or maybe more of like a bigger thinker, and not even, I don't like the bigger thinker, but maybe not following more of a traditional path. Of course. What I've learned and what I've had to learn to reframe a lot of things, especially in work, is that like, changing your mind, changing what you're doing, evolving isn't failure. That's actually success. Absolutely. Because for me personally, as someone who has a hard time giving something up because I know that there's Gotta something see better. It through, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Who has, and it's like, oh, is it giving it up? Is that failure? Or am I just being smarter and, you know, pivoting to what I need to be doing? Mm-hmm. I've had to reframe that. But yes, a lot of it just my natural instinct, a lot of it is fear of failure. Yes, like it's terrifying. same thing for me. And it's weird because that fear of failure concept, like where do we even get that? From? Who are mm-hmm. we failing around, especially around something that didn't even exist before? How could you literally be a failed TikTok star when TikTok is like five minutes old and we're all brand new to it? You know what yeah. I mean? Like, and there are people right now who are being super successful on TikTok. Do it like there's this whole genre of TikTok I found last night that I am obsessed with. And it's literally people like hyping up people who are like terrible at things. Like it's this weird Wait. thing. I'm not even making this up. Like, and I don't want to throw them out there because I don't want, I don't know if these people know that they're not good. Uh-huh. Like, I'm totally. Like, no, totally serious. But there's two people that I follow that I am just obsessed with and they are absolutely conventionally terrible singers, right? Like traditionally terrible dancers. But when I tell you how committed they are, like they'll never be Bruno Mars, right? But they, they're going to classes, they are performing. And what's interesting is there's this whole, like they have a following 
of people who are literally like, you're getting better. Like, oh, you ate that, sis. You know what I mean? Like people are on there hyping them up and they have this following, literally just following them on their journey to basically become average. It's like the weirdest (laughs) weirdest thing to watch, you know? And I'm sitting here saying like, wow, you know, we all are like, there's someone out there right now beating themselves up because they're like, I'm not a good enough dancer, you know, to be like popular on TikTok. And I'm like, literally, there are people on here who are actually making TikTok money off of not being good at all. You know, and it's because what people want to see, it evolves, you know. So how can we beat ourselves up about failing when like literally the the end goal is going to be an evolving, you know, finish line? Like when at 25, I never thought, oh, in three years, I'll be a mom to three girls, you know, yeah. that I meet on the side of a street in Baltimore. Like never, you know, but here I am and it's changed the course of my life and I'm glad for it. I am quite possibly the biggest DoorDash fan in the world. I have been a Dash Pass member for years and I order from DoorDash, I would say at, honestly almost daily, if not more than once a day. Yesterday, I ordered from them four times. Okay, and listen, it was a Sunday. I was out of food. I woke up in the morning and I was like, you know what? I'm going to go grocery shopping, okay? But I need to order my breakfast. And then I came to lunch and I hadn't gone grocery shopping. So I ordered my dinner or my lunch. And then I was like, you know what? I just need to order my groceries from here as well, okay? And then I needed to order something else that was like flowers and like other delivery, whatever. You can get so much from DoorDash, okay? So we've all trusted DoorDash to deliver restaurant favorites, but now we can get grocery delivery that actually delivers too. They have thousands of grocery stores to choose from so you can find the best in your neighborhood while also boosting your local economy with each and every order. So you get exactly what you ordered or they'll make it right. So sit back and enjoy quality groceries just like you picked them yourself. I will say there is no customer service like DoorDash customer service. So if you want even more value, this is what I do. You can save on all of your groceries and restaurant favorites with a $0 delivery fee on all eligible orders with a Dash Pass membership. This is possibly my best investment all year, honestly. I mean, I've had it for years, but every single year when I renew that thing, it is worth it. With easy substitutions right in the app and best in class customer support, DoorDash delivers groceries exactly how you want it. Get 50% off your first DoorDash order up to a $20 value when you use code I love you at checkout. Limited time offer, terms apply. That's 50% off up to a $20, no minimum subtotal, and zero delivery fees on your first order. When you download the DoorDash app in the app store and enter code I love you, don't forget that's code I love you for 50% off your first order with DoorDash. Cannot recommend enough. I actually ordered my lunch from them again today. I am their biggest fan. And also I'm all about saving time and like getting more done, being more efficient, being more productive. And honestly, like DoorDash is where it's at. I don't just order my meals there. I also order my groceries there. And I also order, I guess, like my errands there. Like if I need batteries or if I need like paper towels or toilet paper or whatever it is, I order quite literally everything on DoorDash. Hey everyone, it's Kelsey Kreppel, full-time YouTuber, part-time preschool teacher, and now the host of the podcast Circle Time. Join me every week as me and my guests mix the childlike wonder and conversational openness and acceptance of preschool that we're all nostalgic for with the realism, honesty, and wisdom baked into adulthood. With classroom-structured roots, we'll rehash standout moments of day-to-day life, dive into buzzy pop culture moments, and really just get to know each other on a deeper level. Make sure to follow me on Instagram at Kelsey Kreppel and follow the show wherever you get your podcasts. Time. <laughs> Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. 
Y'all, last week, I went to a luncheon for the National Cowgirl Association and Hall of Fame. Yes, in Fort Worth. I am living my best life. And I was like, listen, what does one wear to this? Even though, to be fair, I feel like anything I wear on a day-to-day basis would really, you know, kind of fit in with the cowgirls. But I just didn't know. I was getting a little bit stressed out. I was really overthinking it. But of course, I went with On 34th which is from Macy's. Now, listen, I know they're a sponsor. I know I talk about them all the time, whatever. I don't just talk about them like when I'm sponsored by them at all. I love on 34th. I have long sleeves from them that I live in. I have sweaters from that I live in. So at the luncheon, I ended up wearing, if you guys watched my YouTube video when I did the haul, and I also made a TikTok wearing this outfit, I ended up wearing the top from the denim set that I have. And it like cinches at the waist and then it has these like flare pants and it was so cute. It's not cold enough yet for me to wear jeans. So I wore it over my favorite dress, but everything there is just so versatile, okay? Life just gets busy sometimes and planning your outfit just around your day just gets really overwhelming, okay? That's what I was feeling with this luncheon. But Macy's all new brand on 34th, It was designed for and with women like you. So it's made for your body, your style, and just whatever the day has in store. Each piece is designed to mix and match seamlessly with everything in your closet. So if you need a blazer to go from work to after or drinks or pants with the perfect amount of stretch, don't even get me started on their pants, they're the best. Or a statement skirt with sequins, then On 34th is your new go-to. They have sweaters too. I just want to say like, if you are trying to refresh your fall wardrobe, On 34th is it. It's the place to go. I'm so impressed. I love the stuff. Um, And the pricing is amazing. So check out Macy's.com to shop on 34th now. Again, that is Macy's.com to shop on 34th now. If we're just calling failure, you know, what society would probably deem as failure. Mm -hmm. Let's say you have three businesses that fail before you have the one that hits. Like in order to get your like, societal success like Mm -hmm. hit basically Mm -hmm. you have to have those failures like were they really failures were they even failures and also like what entrepreneur has one business like what successful entrepreneur that I think is probably one of the biggest like misconceptions you know that people have is that oh when you're an entrepreneur you have to have this one thing and be hyper focused and that's your thing that you're driven towards like I do not know a say it's called income streams if you only have one thing going on you legit are doing it wrong yeah. And like being multi-passionate and multifaceted is like the definition of being an entrepreneur. Like you, I mean, you see so many celebrities now, particularly because of the strikes that are happening and the pandemic even, that now all of a sudden they like, oh, I have a podcast. Oh, I wrote a book. Oh, I have a skincare line. Oh, I have like a liquor line. Like, oh, like all these things. When it used to be that people were like, I'm an actress. That's what I do. But no, people are understanding income streams matter for sustainability, plus for creative people. Like Mm -hmm. you should be prepared to evolve and express. And that's like a good thing. That's not failure. Definitely. Okay, listening. I'm like listening to us speak right now. And I feel like we're saying like, oh, do a billion different things and you're fine. And don't like for me personally, as someone who does want to do a billion different Mm -hmm. things. Sure. I can find myself getting really overwhelmed and then start to spiral or Mm -hmm. one thing's off. Mm -hmm. And I'm just too pigeonholed. I'm not like, you know, stepping back for a second, I will get really overwhelmed and spiral. Sure. So what advice would you have for someone who's maybe like me or a listener mm-hmm. who's listening to this right now? And it's like, yeah, great. But like, I'm not going to do I can't do things. all the it's things. Yeah, yeah, I can't do all the things. So I think one of the things that I, I talk about, I have a whole chapter in my book about seasons. And I think that we, I don't know. I don't know where this concept come from. I'm not going to lie, but I talk about it in my book where, you know how people say chase your purpose or find your purpose. Mm-hmm. We have very destination driven speech. 
where we're like, I got to get to here, you know? And so because of that, it's like, oh, I've got this task that I have to finish. Oh, you know, I got to get to here. And the truth is seasons are more realistic. Everything should have a season. Like that is how life goes, right? Like we've got spring, summer, fall, winter, right? We've got appetizers, entrees, and dessert, you know, like there, there are closes to a point of working on something. And so what I always tell people is that, you know, if there's something you want to pursue, give it its season, you know, let it be the focus for that season, but make sure you're seeing that season through with my clients. Cause I run a consulting firm, you know, for like influencers and entrepreneurs and all that. And my consulting firm, I always tell my clients, it's probably six months past what you think. So when you start feeling like, oh, I hit my mark, give it six more months. And that six more months can be like after the launch. It can be like after the, you know, big event. In those six months, it may not be that you're growing it or scaling it or making it bigger or promoting it more. It may be that you're just taking those six months to assess what worked, what didn't work. How are we going to do this again? Let's collect data. Let's talk to people and get feedback. If there was one thing business-wise that I think that I see the most in my younger clients, meaning like under 30 that are seeking to become Even not like not honestly, my younger clients aren't even trying to become millionaires like my older ones are. They're like literally like I just want to make enough money, like pay my bills, live my life, you know, like that sort of thing. And I got to tell you, my younger clients, they are focused on what do I do to get to the point of famous, but not what do I do to sustain it? Right. Or what do I do after the fact to to see like how do I learn? None of them do like data getting. None of them do like surveys. None of them want to ask people like, Did that suck? Because of like social anxiety and all those things. But truly, that's like the full process. So, yeah, you don't need to focus on 500 things. Give the one thing its season, but then make sure that season includes a little back end where you're able to say, okay, like, let's assess what I learned from this before I move into the next one. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? It's cheesy, but I compare it to like your closet, right? So, like, I do a spring summer switch out. So, whenever it starts getting cooler, you know, when I'm doing that transition where I'm like, okay, let me take out my short sleeves, my shorts and to bring in my coats and my long sleeves and sweaters. One of the things I do is I go through and I sort through the spring summer stuff and say, what didn't I wear? What doesn't fit? What is like seasonal and trendy? What did, what? And then I get rid of those things so that they don't come back the next season. So it's yeah. like this, like give it a dedicated time, but then make sure you're spending time kind of sorting through before you go into the next one. Well, maybe it'll change and maybe I can work on it. And maybe it'll evolve. And Maybe it's me. And maybe if I lose 30 pounds, maybe if I have like a billion dollars to make, like there are a million ways that if you are that type of person, you can rationalize staying in something. What I wish I'd listened to was, and this is what I do now, like, oh my God, if this is the only thing people do going, you know, away from this, it would be hugely helpful to change my life just this year alone as I really focused on it. I listen to my intuition. And I know that that sounds kind of obvious, you know, like people are like, oh, yeah, listen to your gut, listen to your gut. No, like, let me be the like auntie, mama, big sister, bestie who's saying, listen, your intuition actually is right. That thing that tells you and the intuition, like, I think that we minimize it because we're like, oh, well, I'm just like 25. What do I know? Or people will even tell you you're 21. What do you know? The reason why your intuition is something to listen to is it is a culmination and a group of data that you may not realize you picked up. So like, it's like the girl who goes into the bar and is like, oh no, I catch a vibe that this is not where I should be, you know? And 
that vibe is made up because your brain picked up that, okay, there's a couple sketchy guys in the corner. The floor is a little sticky and dirty. The temperature here is weird. There's a little bit too many people here. The music may be a smidge too loud, like whatever. You know what I mean? But you picked up all that stuff and it just processed in your brain as maybe not for me. And the same thing happens with relationships. If you're saying to yourself at any point in time, gosh, I really don't know where this is going or this isn't working, it doesn't necessarily mean you need to stay there and figure it out, right? Like mm-hmm. if you know that you're not, you can't see yourself with this person in 30 years, then what is the intent of being there for another five years just for kicks? You know what I mean? Like, what is the point? You know what I mean? You are better off alone. Like you're better off leaving room for the person to find you. So that's what my thing now is like, I am listening to my intuition like never before because I can trust it. And I've never, and I think you'll relate to this. I have never in my entire life heard anybody say, man, I listened to my gut. That was a terrible decision. I never should have listened to myself. That was awful. I should have listened to everybody else in society because I listened to my own gut. No, you listen to your gut and you say, look, even if I got it wrong, I'm so glad that like I feel comfortable knowing Mm -hmm. that it came from a place that I trust. I remember when I, you know, got myself into a situation in life that I was so miserable in and so unhappy. And I was finally like kind of exiting that time of my life. And I got to the point where I was like, I don't even know what my intuition is saying. I don't even know. Yes. I can't even hear myself. But that's trauma too. You yeah, know that's true. I mean? And it's like what happens when you ignore yourself for years and years mm-hmm. and years to come. Like, I think it was trauma. I think it was the situation that I was in. But also mm-hmm. I ignored myself for so long. Yep. And then I like couldn't even recognize my own voice because I wasn't used to hearing it anymore. Oh my God, you that's know? so good. That's so real. I w- went to the doctor's office with my fiance And um, it was just like a follow up exam or whatever. And when I was there, they were like, yeah, like just letting you know, like you're getting like I have like psoriasis, you know, like the dry skin or whatever. I feel proud to say it now because Kim Kardashian has it. So so we have psoriasis. So we have it together. We have it together. And so my dermatologist was like, yeah, you know, I just want to let you know, like this gets worse when you're stressed, which like, you know, plot twist, like who isn't stressed anymore, obviously. Mm But like she was like, yeah. And like if you weren't experiencing this before, like three years ago, like even if it was like dormant in your body around the time of your divorce, when you were like peak stress, your body's breaking down, like all the things you're saying, like I wasn't listening to myself, like all of that. Right. Like she was like that contributed to it. So I look at my fiance and I'm like, did you hear her say that? That like I literally it was the right thing for me to leave my previous relationship because my body was breaking down and showing it. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yes, yeah, she did say that. And I was like, you heard her, right? And he was like, you keep checking with me as if you don't trust that you're one, that the reason you left your marriage was right because your body was breaking down. Like, why don't you believe that? Because like the doctor has said it. I heard the doctor say it. We know like based on your blood work that there was a problem. And I had to literally like haul my ass to my therapist and be like, what? Like, why am I needing sort of like a level set and a check? And she's like, exactly what you said. She was like, you don't believe yourself when you've been like gaslit enough that like your reasons aren't good enough when you like it's enough of a reason to want to leave a relationship because you just don't like it. Yeah. If you're like, I don't like this person's smell, you know, like I know people who are musicians here in L.A. who are like, I broke up with her because I didn't like her singing voice. And I was like, that feels kind of crazy. But you're like, no, like I'm a singer. They're a singer. We're in a relationship. They're going to sing all the time. Why would I try to be with someone and suppress their gift, you know, just because I don't like it? You know, like totally. it's just one of those things where it's like, oh, my gosh, I needed that validation of a doctor because I didn't even trust that I knew 
what I was experiencing. I know my, my doctor doesn't know better than I do that my body's not well, you know, and yet here I am needing permission just to be okay. And it was because of the trauma of that. So yeah, like you have to flex your intuition muscle in little ways to like know that you're okay. But part of that is also being single and being alone, which I know you can speak to, yeah. you know, taking that my, season. My longest season, my grand. Yeah, yeah but definitely. like, I mean, but like, it's important. And I think that like, if there's anything also in my 20s that I think of, it's like, I was so afraid to be alone in like, and not just alone, like relationship people are like, oh, no, I'm cool. Like, you know, I'm good being by myself. And I mean, like, I always want to be like with my friends or have something going on. You know yeah. what I mean? And it's like, no, like, it's OK to just be like you. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? Well, honestly, similar to what you're saying with your doctor, like conversations, because I have gone back and forth so many times. And now I'm like, I want to add a little bit of chaos to my life. Yeah. Meaning like I need to live a little I'm intentional kind of, chaos. And, yes, yeah. Like I'm going to have fun. It's like I have like crazy things that I could have done in the past year that I didn't do because I was too guarded in my personal life because I got mm-hmm. too comfortable of a place, right? Mm-hmm. But I did that for so long, like stayed single and wasn't yep. dating and stuff. And I would always go back and forth on it. But like conversations that like I had with you and a couple other people that I actually like really admire and respect their opinions that are older than me, like no more than I do. Mm-hmm. You guys always were like, no, this is great. You should be doing yeah, it. Just do it. Just yeah. do it. Like, I wish I would have done that. And mm-hmm. I would always be like, but like maybe I'm not doing the right thing. Right. You know, like playing it safe. But also keep in mind, though, that like you've proven that you know how to recover. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, and I think a lot of times we feel like we need to be like, play it safe all the time. But again, speaking to fresh starts, you know, like you've shown that you know how to start over. Like, see, like you've lived in different places. You've had different relationships. You've started different businesses. Like, you know, you know how to start over. If I were yeah. to plop you down in the middle of Miami and say, okay, Kenzie, like find a place, you know, find a network, get a community going. Like this is where you're going to be for the next six months. I would come back in six months and you'd be thriving. I have no question about that, you know? And that's the case for a lot of us. We're all way more resourceful and adaptable and flexible just by our biological nature of being humans. You know what I mean? Like that is just how we're hardwired on top of the fact that we're smart, we're capable, we have the internet. (laughs) You know what I mean? Very true. So it's like this whole fear, I think, of like getting out there and starting over is just, or even having controlled chaos. Like, you know, just kind of keeping it real, we talked about this, I think, a little last time, but you know, we both came from backgrounds where we had like family weirdness. You know what I mean? That's the best way I could say it, right? (laughs) Family weirdness. And I think when you have involuntary chaos in your life that is so out of your control because you're not the adult in the room to be able to say like, cut the shit, this is crazy. You know, like it's easy for us to say like, okay, we got it good. Let's not rock the boat. Let's play it safe. Let's like, you know, maybe a tiny bit of chaos. Oh no, that burned a little. Let me come back. You know, like we don't want to take those leaps, but it's in the leaps that we really actually learn. And again, you survived the initial chaos, which means you certainly can survive controlled chaos that you decide on. You know what I mean? I am a huge Curology girl. If you've watched the vlogs for the past couple of years, I love Curology. I got dumb on Curology. I've gotten so many people in my personal life on Curology. Like I will literally be at the bar and like a guy friend will be complaining about a skin and I will like pull out his phone and give him my link and my code for Curology and be like, this is what you're going to do. And I just trust me. Okay. I love Curology. It has helped me so much with the dull acne. And then also it's made my skin tone a lot more even like my skin, my complexion, I guess is just so much more even. I just love the stuff. It's not too overboard. 
simplifies your routine, comes in the mail. So you never have to like run out of skincare and then mess up your whole routine because it takes you two weeks to get to the store. It's just amazing. It's really been so amazing for my skin. And our skin just has a huge effect on our confidence, right? So you have like acne, adult acne, which is what I notice. It just can be really frustrating to waste a lot of time and money on just products that are just not formulated for you. And that is why I recommend Curology. Curology makes personalized prescription skincare products. So Curology's personalized prescriptions are formulated to treat your individual skin needs from acne to the earliest signs of aging. Curology prescription skincare uses a combination of three clinically researched ingredients, making it more effective than non-prescription cleansers and moisturizers alone. It's easy. You just fill out a quiz about your skin, share photos, and a provider will prescribe a personalized formula based on your skin's unique needs. Now get up to six skincare products free up to a $52 value with free shipping and a no cost consultation with a licensed dermatology provider. When you go to curology.com slash I love you, go to curology.com slash I love you for this free offer. Again, that is curology.com slash I love you. That is an insane deal, guys. Again, that's six skincare products free up to a $52 value with free shipping and a no-cost consultation with a licensed dermatology provider, okay? When you go to curology.com slash I love you. Prescription products are excluded from the free product offer. Applies only to your first box. Subject to consultation. New subscribers only. See curology.com for full details. dating this, dating that. I feel like it's all we talk about these days, you know? And I feel like we also talk about how it's just, we feel like we're wasting time. It just feels like a lot. It's overwhelming, whatever. Okay. And that is why we're talking about Hinge today. Hinge is the dating app that is designed to be deleted. I know so many couples that met through Hinge. I think it is by far the best app out there and the most successful. I have so many friends who have met their significant others on the app, and I just think it's great. So Hinge allows you to go find great dates through profile features that help you date more intentionally. So if you are feeling like you just are dating all these people and then they're so wrong for you, you need to use the intentional dating feature on Hinge, okay? Intentional dating is all about knowing who you are, what you're looking for, and expressing those desires and wants to others. Hinge makes it easier for you to ask for what you want right from the start through their dating intentions feature. So with dating intentions, you can add what kind of relationship you're looking for on your profile. So for example, you can say like life partner, long-term relationship, short-term relationship, whatever. You can also share more about your situation in the backstory section. So you can give a little more context, okay? For example, you can be like, when I was dating, you know, when I am dating or when I was dating, I made, I make it clear that I was looking for, you know, whatever your intention is because whatever your reasoning is, okay? This leaves less room for confusion or assumptions and helps you meet people who are just on the same page as you. How refreshing, right guys? So download Hinge and share your dating intentions to find someone worth deleting the app for. I think this feature is genius. I think that this is the way to go these days and you're wasting way less time and you're finding a partner who's just way more suited to your needs, your wants, your desires, everything you're looking for, you know? So again, download Hinge and share your dating intentions to find someone worth deleting the app for. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. 
Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. I am a great risk taker, I think, mm-hmm. in business, in work, and like starting a new life in every area besides and realizing this now in the past couple of months. Actually, a guy that I'm close with said this to me and I, I was like, you're actually right. But yeah. I just am very guarded in my personal life more in like my romantic sure. life too guarded though. Like I need to live a little, I need to like have a little bit of chaos. It's okay. But yeah. because I grew up with so much chaos and also like my early 20s were so chaotic mm-hmm. and like, in a way I didn't like it, I have gotten too controlling of that. So For I'm like, sure. it's okay if I get hurt. It's okay if I am sad about something. It's okay. But I, I just, I always joke. I'm like, I go to bed peace on my pillow every night, which is great. But like yeah. at a certain point, I need to like rock the boat a little bit because I'm not going to grow ever because I'm literally in bed at 8 p.m. with my Kindle every single right. night because I don't want right. to add drama to my life. Right, you know? right. Which like, and the thing about it though is like with drama comes like equal or greater joy, you know? Yes. So like we can, I don't think we talked about this last time, but I will talk about it for sure right now. Like I just came out of a relationship that was chaotic, you know, and not chaotic simply within the relationship. Our life was chaotic, you know, like having three rando kids that we got, you know, like having a TV show during the pandemic. Like, I mean, we just, it was a very full life. And I came out of that. And I mean, I understand what you're saying. I literally was like, I want to talk to no one. I want to do nothing. Like I'm, there's, what can any man even bring to my life that I haven't already done, dealt with, survived? Like, I just wasn't interested. But what I learned was that like, there's something to be said for like the trust And the growth that comes from letting someone love you, you know, and that has been transformative. You know, it's this. So just as an example, you know, like I'm getting a small procedure done on Friday. That's tomorrow, Friday morning. And so like I can't eat after 8 p.m., you know, like or, you know, there's like an hour time or whatever. And on the way out, just like minutes ago when I was coming over here to like chat with you, my fiance, like he's in the bathroom, you know, and all of a sudden I hear him yell, he's like, baby. And I'm like, what? I'm thinking like, did I leave something? Whatever, you know? And he was like, have you eaten anything? Don't, he was like, you're not supposed to eat. Like, just like remembering something random. And I'm like, yeah, no, I'm good till like 8 p.m. or whatever. He's like, well, then I need you to eat before 8 p.m. Do you need me to like make something or order? Like, mm-hmm. just nothing that I need him to do. But that idea that you're cared for and that someone is like thinking of you and that you just have that backup, particularly like, Kenzie, we live crazy lives. We do big things. We build big businesses. We serve so much like we deserve to have someone love us, you know, the same way that if a friend gives us the privilege of like be like you, like super aunt, right? Like be if we have the privilege to be able to like show up for our like nieces and nephews and best friends, we are so happy to do it. Yeah, we're so happy to do it. Like the idea that we're robbing someone else of that joy, you know, for us, like being able to serve the strong friend, like my, I mean, my guy, like, he's like, I'm so proud that I get to be with you. Like, he's like, that alone is like such a privilege and an honor. And I'm looking at him like, I just farted on your leg. Like, but I love you. You know, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm glad that you enjoy that. You know what I mean? But like, he literally is just so proud to be with me. And that adds to his life, you know, and on the same token, I'm so grateful because I don't think I could do half the things I do if I didn't have someone who supported that effort, you know, even Mm -hmm. in tiny things, you know. This is what I need. I had, I feel like Kylie Jenner. I'm like, I've had a lot of realizations. Yes, yes, yes. But in the past couple of weeks, like some, I'm also, I would say I'm a very open person. Oh yeah, you're an open book. I'm an open book. Oh my gosh. I will tell you anything. Mm -hmm. I don't hold back. Mm -hmm. Like I'm I'm a very open book, right? 
And a guy, again, that I'm like close to, who I've known for a long time, right? Was like, I just feel like you're so private and like closed off. And I was like, wait, what? And then I started to think about it. And I was like, that's actually so true. Like, I know everything about the, and it's not because he's not asking me questions. I'm like, right. I know everything about you. Right. Because you, I ask you and you tell me, you ask me and I like give very short answers. Sure. Like I've noticed now in my patterns how closed off I've become. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I can't get there because I'm not allowing someone to get there. Mm-hmm. Like not even this person, I just mean in general. Like in general, I'm just not. It's a thing. You know, it's and I need thing. to get better. Like that's what I'm trying to do in my 26th year is take more risk in my Which life. is so, which is good. And that yeah. is worth it. And it's like, but measured risk. I just want to let you know, like even my therapist told me as I was getting to the world, she was like, look, like remember people do need to earn the right yes. for you to share, you know, more. So it's like, it's not like, you know how like you'll meet those people and they're all like, You've known them for five minutes. All of a sudden, they're like, oh, my God, you're my best friend. You know, you're just kind of mm-hmm. like, okay, this is uncomfortable. You know, like in my relationship, one of the things that happened was I would give him a little bit more trust. So, like, again, we were together for six months before he even, like, talked to my children on yeah. the phone, you know, because they're my most treasured thing. There was no way I was going to even let you remotely around them, you know. And then even after he was around them, there was a little while before I was like, OK, you can pick her up from school. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, and these were like little measured things, you know, like, I mean, I remember he doesn't even know this, but like in the back of my head, the first time he drove while we were in the car, I was like paying attention to like, I just wanted to see, does he match my energy for care around this small being that is so valuable to me? You Mm -hmm. know, but when I tell you and I hope this like really like speaks to you and affirms and I also hope that like anyone listening when you're with the right person, which I know it's hard to find, yada, 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 but you have to like take the little vulnerable steps. They don't let you down. And it doesn't mean they don't make mistakes. Yes, he still makes mistakes. He's imperfect. So am I. Right. But when I tell you, he has never let me down. He is a person who, above all else, does what he says he will do. And doing what you say you will do is a thing that we apply in my business. It's a thing that I apply in my relationships the best that I can, you know. And it's such a simple measurement system that isn't complex. Right. Like, you know how we're like, well, does he like take you out? Does he pay the bills? Does he do this? No, like, does he do what he say he will do? If he says he's going to show up, does he show up? If he says he's going to pick this up for me, does he pick it up? If he says he's not going to do something, does he do that too? You know, so like one of the things I always, you know, kick myself about was in my in my previous relationships, I was with someone who told me I'm not a thoughtful person. Like, it's just not how I am. I'm not hardwired. Like, I enjoy the concept of romance, but I'm not a romantic. And I was like, Okay, like because in my head, I was like, well, maybe if he loved me enough, he'd be romantic Mm -hmm. or maybe if it was the right circumstance. No, he told me he wasn't like that girl. Believe him, you know, and I think that that's something that when you start taking those little vulnerable steps and you realize like, oh, yeah, no, he shows up like he does it like I can actually let this go a little bit. I can actually trust this a little bit because he, he shows up. It just it really does transform you. You know, if you've seen the guys that I've dated before, <laughs> they have literally nothing in common. Oh, and my I mean, gosh. Like, there is no like there's no. So you don't threat. have a type. You have I, a type have no no type. Type. I have no type either. I get it. The only thing is they are incredibly persistent because mm-hmm. they have to be because sure. in order for me to finally open up and trust you and whatever. And I'm a lot more extreme now than I used to be. But I still kind of always been this way. It takes a long time for me to get for to sure. the point of being like, oh, yeah, I actually like do like you and I always joke to my friends because they're like we know you like them like six months before you say right, it right 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 but I'm like I'm like also like kind of lying to myself no, being honest, because I'm so waiting to be like okay this is safe mm-hmm. is really what I'm doing but mm-hmm. I'm like I have to like wrap my head around and I have to like see like is this even a relationship yeah uh, I'm, and then also the like weighing it against where you are 
So it's like, I'm actually really good. Like, do I like this person more than what I'm doing right now? You know, and it's like, and the answer that's almost always going to be no on some level. Do you know what I mean? Like, is it better and easier to be in a relationship than, you know, being by yourself? Not really, you know, because like being by yourself is kind of like an easy, selfish thing, right? I don't have to consider other people's feelings. Mm-hmm. I can come and go when I want to go. I like, control everything. I can control yeah. everything. Like there's no surprises, you know, like that. But, you know, there's a lot that you're not having. And I think what happens is, at least for me, what I realize is I first had to decide who I was. And like coming out of divorce, I was saying to myself, well, who am I actually? What, what are my value systems independent of drawing it with a person in that spot? So like I got married at 22 and like getting married at 22, I had a vision of what I thought a relationship was. You know, it was like, oh, okay, well, my husband's going to look like this and he's going to have this type of job and we're going to have this type of house. We're going to live here and then we're going to have a kid at this point. You know, like I just had like a concept of it and divorce obviously wasn't part of that, you know. And so once I was divorced, it was like, well, okay, I get to build a life. And this is very much where you are now, which is like kind of a blessing, you know, at 26 you get to build a life and you're like, okay, what do I want to keep and what don't I want to keep? Mm -hmm. And I said to myself, okay, well, I do like family. Like, you know, I literally questioned everything. Like, that's something I kind of knew, but I was like, I'm still gonna, like, I'm a family girl. Like, I like having a full Thanksgiving table and I love having the sound of like, you know, the kids playing and like people running around and like, I'm very much that person. So I was like, okay, I do want family. So what does that mean? Because you can have family by yourself. You know, like yeah. I could have babies by myself. I could adopt a bunch of kids. Like that is very much a thing. So I, I considered that. And then I was like, no, I like partnership. And I was like, so what does that mean? And when I tell you, like, you know, I'm a God girl, I'm a Christian. But when I tell you, I considered everything. I was literally like, okay, you know, what does partnership look like for me? Do I want to live in a commune of other single women? Like, I literally was like, do I just want to get a house with my girlfriends who are all single and divorced and we just raise our kids collectively? Like, because partnership is good for me. That much I knew. And then once I started really kind of drilling it down, I was like, no, I need to get back out there because what I seek is a long term partner in and companionship in a like monogamy is important to me. And that, you know, like this is I, I do like that, you know, and that is what I know about myself. So then it just became how do I find a person who I think fits into that definition, you know, but also brings a set of skills to allow me to bring the best of myself. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Kind of, you know, so I feel like you're, I feel like you've come into that season where you know what you want, but like, is partnership like good for you? Like, is that what you, do you think you're better in partnership? Yes. Yeah. So if you can say that categorically, then it's well, kind of I like think with the right person. I'm thinking well, it's always with life. the right person. Yeah, 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 it's yeah. always with the right person, but like, If you know that, then it instantly says like, okay, if I know that I'm better in partnership, then there isn't a question of, oh, well, you know, it's eight o'clock and I'm fine with my Kindle in bed. No, it's like I need to seek this thing that I know will lead to the best fulfillment of self. Because Mm -hmm. like just like how, you know, we chase our best careers and our best bodies and our best health and all that, we absolutely need to chase our best like fulfillment of self. And for me, partnership is part. I go too hard. Like if I don't have a partner, if I don't have someone to like kind of ground me, I will spin off into like, it's weird because like our world celebrates it on some, like particularly like men, you know, it's super celebrated where it's like, oh, he's so driven and he has like all these things and he wears the same outfit every day and like eats the same meal (laughs) and he's like this robot, you know, like that. And it's like, I could be that, you know what I mean? I could easily be that. And I also know it's not good for me. Like I'll do that to death. You know what I mean? So it's like I having a partner keeps me grounded. You know what I mean? It, it 
gives I love to cook a meal at home. And, you know, it's like it gives me an option to like going out all the time. You know what I mean? So I know partnerships good for me. So it became very clear. I was like, oh, I need to get my ass a mumble. Like I need to figure out what that looks like. Have you have you done any dating? Like a l- kind of not really. Like, honestly, I'll say no. What does that even mean? What type like, of answer I ha- is that? Because I haven't actually like it's not that there are not options. It's not that there are not people no, that I have talked course, to. I'm not course, saying yes. Listen, Kenzie. Does that make of sense? Of course you can date, right? No, like, but we I, know I mean, that. like, there but are I mean, people like, I've talked to. Have you gone out, sat down, like, had, like, a meal with the intention of if this goes well, we there would be a second date and one would consider a relationship as an outcome? No, this is what I'm saying. I, I don't let myself get to that point. That's so I'm like, <laughs> there are things okay. that have, like, happened. I'm not, like, you know, and I'm changed my right. mind recently right like things are we'll see and it's more so yeah. now my 26th year when I'm like I need to like are you a, so are open. you doing this thing and I say this like my honestly I tell my clients this I tell like because it applies in all ways I always say to people you have to consider your offers and not your opportunities so like it's like when you're applying to a job right people will literally look at job listings and job postings and be like oh I can't I don't think I can get this one I don't think I can get this one I don't think I can do this and they won't even apply And it's like, nope, apply to all of them. Go to your interviews, try your best, and then eliminate things when you have an offer sitting in front of you, right? So it's like when I started dating, I was like, look, like I'm coming with my own, not like baggage, but like I have a life. I've lived a life, so I'm not really seeking, like you've lived a lot of life too. Like we're not seeking fulfillment necessary in our part or we're seeking enhancement, right? Yeah. So if that's the case, I can go on dates and be pretty confident because I'm coming back home to my at 8 p.m. to my Kindle and I'm happy. So let me go out and make a friend, you know? So mm-hmm. like when I started dating, I'm not kidding, probably like 70% of the people I went on my first dates with, I'm still friends with because we were friends and I was like, oh, based on paper, this is enough for me to want to hang out with you. And as long as you're not like super weird or whatever, why wouldn't I like, like one of them, I like watch his dog when he went to Hawaii. Another <laughs> one is like dating a new girl and I give him dating advice, you know, like literally like, why wouldn't I just meet people? Kenzie, you meet people all the time. You're so freaking friendly. You know what yeah. I mean? Like just going out to meet people. And then if it doesn't work, it doesn't work, you know, in that context. But now you just have a friend in the roster. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I have a question for you about me yeah. specifically. Yeah. So I feel like I just have such a, well, I feel like this is shifting, but I mm-hmm. feel like I was like, well, I kind of know now what I want, even though I feel like it's impossible and it's yeah. always going to change. But for whatever reason, I also recently have had this feeling of like, I think that I'm actually, what I think I want is actually maybe not good for me because I mm. want someone who has the same, like, I love health and wellness. I love all these things. I love sure. that I want them to be disciplined and I want them to be this and I want sure. them to be that. And I actually think that if I'm with someone who's like that, then we'll go crazy. It'll in, over, like, It'll over enhance you. Yeah. I kind of want someone who's almost like kind of opposite Balancing. and balances. But do you think that would be bad for me? Well, have you dated that type before? But like, like hyper version of you, you know what I mean? Yeah, and yes. And it wasn't good. No, but I don't, that wasn't really why it wasn't good. Okay, sure. So, so I think like, it's weird. So I can tell you from my own experience, like my ex was my categoric opposite. Like as energetic and extroverted as I am, he was that introverted. Like as like, get out there. Let me look good. Let me be on my like business driven, ambitious. He was the opposite of that. And when I first started dating, I looked for something similar because and this is I can't I've never even said this before. This is like so telling my business. But because in my brain, I thought that that person was good for me because it created room for me to be myself. It was there was no competitor in my relationship. So I was like, oh, OK, this is good because 
I will always be the person who is primary. Like my, my career will always be the focus because this person like does not care about anything, you know, like that sort of thing. And what is interesting was that I dated like that and it wasn't working. And it wasn't working because the only reason I felt like I didn't have room in my previous relationship had nothing to do with that person's personality. Yeah. It had to do with a million other things like you're saying, like it wasn't working for other reasons, you know? So what I found was it was finding someone who is similar to me with uh, other moderation skills. So like my, my current guy, he is also an extrovert, first extrovert I've ever dated. And I was like, oh, it's going to be like hype all the time. It's not. It's that we know when to take a back seat. So like when I go into, he's an entertainment too, he's a producer. So when I go into his like studio environment or if he's playing a show or something, I know like I'm there on girlfriend duty. And I remember the first time I did it, I was like, it's kind of weird to be in a room with someone and they're the one on stage because I'm the person who's always like in the stadium on stage, like doing like 50,000 person crowds. Like this is weird, but it was so nice. Yeah, I actually want this. I want someone whose career is like, Big and it, mm-hmm. I don't want it to be all about my career. Yep. I, I'm like so over it. I yep. really want it to be. I want someone to have something bigger than me, honestly. It's so nice to have a room to be the girlfriend in. Yeah. Like, and being able to sit back and just like cheer him on, or like even people, like, what'll happen is people come up and be like, oh, so this is your girlfriend? He's like, yeah, you know, and I'm like, oh, I'm just, here. they're like, what do you do? Cause LA, right? What do you do? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, you know, I just like write books, have a podcast, whatever, you know, which in LA sounds like nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're like, okay, okay, okay whatever. <laughs> Everybody has a podcast. And like, he'll like hype me up. So that's the balance, right? He knows that in his space, I will show him the respect of not trying to take an ounce of stardom in that space. And then he will like put all the like, you know, get, he'll gas me up. He'll be like, oh, no. She's got this book coming out and it's going to be a New York Times bestseller. And she has a top podcast and she's, a, you know, like he will just like, like give me the floor, even though I'm giving him the floor. And like there is a I guess the word is humility. You're looking for someone who's still driven and ambitious and all that, but still knows how to be humble, you know, and still knows how to like not have ego. And like that is just a personality trait. It's not someone who is like the opposite of you. You know what I mean? Because you have humility. You have, you know, low ego. You are willing to like ask questions. You want to learn. And the hard part is I think that there's, and I don't know if it's just like social media. I don't know what like made people like this now, you know, but like people don't want to be like that. They feel like being a know-it-all is what's celebrated, Yeah, you know? And it's like, no, that's not how you're actually successful. So my guy's like, he's great. He's driven. He has his own thing going on. He works. He's super successful. Like he takes care of himself. He's fit, but he's like strong in ways that I'm not. But we are very similar in our views and approaches to life and our energy level and our ambition. But we know when to take a backseat. And like, and we are always humble. Like, I will let him help me and show me do whatever. No matter, even if I'm an expert at it, I still respect him enough to listen to his opinion. This is what I need. Hopefully next year. But you're you're not going to find if you don't date. No, I will. I will. I'm open to it. Yes. Like, and I mean, like, when I say dating, I mean, literally, like... (laughs) I know, but I don't want to like go on like 15 dates a week. Like that sounds but like who's a, But who even says you have to do okay, like that? Like even two. Like, <laughs> you know, like, like I don't I want to date. I don't want to date. Well, I think that that's also part of it is I think we put a lot of pressure on dating. Like I talk about it like it's one of those things that I've learned throughout life around fresh starts because this is a fresh start for you because the person who's going on dates now has never dated like this before. So like the yeah. person who was dating all the other times that you were in previous relationships is so different. I've also never had to date because I've it's always just kind of fallen. You fall into it, yeah. but that is also kind of dating, right? It's like you're getting out, you're meeting yeah, people, true. and then it falls into something, you know. So it's like, but it's a different person now. So like, I want you to know that like for me, when I got out there after divorce, 
you know, I had all these things in my head where I was like, I don't want to do it, blah, blah, blah. I got kids, yada, yada. But like, I got out there and I literally was like, oh, today's date was great. Like, I'm going to, I found a new restaurant I like. There's always something good that comes of it. And I stopped putting parameters around what a date can be. You have time to meet someone for coffee. If you have something you already want to do, let that person just join you in that activity. I literally would go to people and dating was so good for me. I'm not even gonna lie. Dating was awesome for me. Like people talk about how it was re- like dating so hard, especially in LA. I had a great time. I would literally like, and most of them were kind of like surprised because I would say like, well, I don't have time to do much today because I'm really busy, but I'm getting a manicure at four. Do you want to come? And they'd be like, are you serious? And I'm yeah. like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, I was like, we'll get pedicures. We just sit there. We can talk. We can chat. We get to walk out feeling good. You know, and I was like, if it goes great, there's like a place next door. And if not, like, all right. You know what I mean? We weren't held hostage no more than whatever. And I got my thing done. Yeah. So I think that like getting like out of if there's like a sandwich you want to try and you know that there's going to be a line out outside there. Do you want to come stand with me in line outside of this good place? Like where we're going to get sandwiches. And if it's great, great. And if not, it's over. You know, like yeah. we eat our sandwich together or we take it and go home. The date can be standing in line. You know, like, I just think that we put so many parameters around like, well, he needs to take me out or he, you know, has to do this or has to be that. Like, don't do that. Like, you're just meeting someone to find out if there's even like a thing. Curiosity. Yeah, that makes it less overwhelming. Way less. So, And like, like, I think you have time to like stand in line with someone. I think you have time to grab a cup of coffee and go for a walk. You know, like you can do that. You know, I know. I, I just I'm switching my attitude. Yeah. I mean, I the thing about it is like literally ever since I fell in love, I'm like, everybody has to fall in love. Yeah. <laughs> everybody has to fall in love. And it's worth That's it, gonna be me. You know? I'll be like, guys, oh, you'll be the worst. I mean, you will be the worst. The worst about it. And yes. and everyone's gonna know before you do. Because what's gonna happen yeah. is anytime someone brings it up, they're gonna hear it in your voice. It's gonna be like, oh my God, on YouTube, you're gonna be glowing, you'll be all giddy. Everyone's gonna know. Everyone's gonna be like, Kenzie's in love. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's going to be a thing. Twenties, my 26th year, I fall in love. Yeah. That's what's going to happen. And, and the thing is, and even if your 27th year, you fall out of love, that's fine. you're still better for it. Yeah. You're still better for it. I'm telling you, the type of love that I'm in right now, I'm like, I don't care if I'm married to this guy for five minutes. I'm so much better because of it. You know, mm-hmm. like it's, it has transformed the way I look at people, how I treat people. Like it's been good for me. And even if there's an extreme heartbreak on the other side of it, my God, was it worth it? like for what I've learned and it's like beautiful I, it's so cheesy I know no, but it's so it cheesy, really is but it's true you know it's really that. true it's kind of like so in talking about my book there's different stories right there's like going to college and finding out how to take care of my dad and there's you know having these kids and then realizing like what does it look like to continue to do all the stuff I want to do with three kids because right now I mean like my older girls are 21 and 24 because like younger mom because I adopted whatever yeah. But like their perspective is like, how does anyone do anything with kids now? They're so expensive. Life is so crazy. I can't even think about children. And it's like my life is a testament to the fact that like, no, like whatever lumps you take, you can actually get it done. And I think that it's interesting because this whole book doesn't talk about love in that context. I talk about the love of my kids. I talk about the love of my career. I talk about wanting and desiring more love in my marriage but and self-love, you know, and self-worth. But I never really talk about like that pure romantic love, which probably is book two, you know, because I'll know more about it then. But what I can tell you is all the versions of love that I talk about here are the things that you've already gotten, like career and like you have love, like you have children in your life that you love more than life. You know, like it's like you have all that. And I tell you, like as somebody on the other side, there's something about that real pure. Like I get it. Like when I tell you, it sounds so cheesy, but like. I understand love songs now. Like I used to listen to them and think that, oh my God, they're just like hyping it up. It's just lyrics. But I'm like, no, I get it. Like I understand movie plots better. 
So when people talk about like, I ran back for that person I love, I used to be like, that's stupid. Why would you do that? That's illogical. Now I'm like, I get it because I would take the risk to run back for the person I love because I don't want to live without them. So it's like if the other option is just like, oh, you get to survive. Like for what, though? You know what I mean? Like it's just a different perspective, you know, and that has changed me because it's a it's a different type of drive that I apply to. I even I don't even worry about failure as much anymore because I have everything. Mm-hmm. Like I could die tomorrow, God forbid. You know, I'm not trying to rush. You know, but <laughs> you know, if I died tomorrow, I did everything. You know, I've made the money, I've had the career, I've had the fame, I've written a book as a legacy to my kids. This has everything they need in it, and I fell in love. Like, who could say they've lived their whole life before forty? Like, yeah. and that just makes me so excited about the next. You know. 60 years, you know, if I get them, you know, and I think that that's the thing that it's like, gosh, if you could have that now, what would that do for you? You know, mm-hmm. this is inspiring me. Yeah. A year from now, things will be different. I already know it. Well, yeah. I already know it. I said that last time, you know, yeah. I was like, I can feel that you're on the cusp of it. You know what I mean? It's just sort of working your way up to being open to not looking like what you think, you know, like yes. we were, like how we were saying in the beginning in your 20s. It's just that being open to the fact that like, look, like just like the jobs won't look like what you think, just like where you live won't look like what you think, just like your body won't look like what you think. I mean, so many I've lost 100 pounds. I talked about it with like Lauren on Skinny Confidential. Like literally, if I if I told, told myself I would have this body after being in my other body for the majority of my life, like I've only had this body for six years, you know, my majority of my life, I didn't look like this. And I didn't for half of that. I didn't think it was possible, you know, and so it's one of those things where you realize, especially because you're like super fit and you like to work out, you know, you're what you're 90 days away from a totally different life. Could you imagine if you met your person today, what your life would be like in 90 days? Yeah. It would be so different in every way, you know, in every way. And it's just one of those things where it's like, I just encourage people to engage, to like engage with others. Make that, you're, you probably haven't even met your best friend yet. You know, like you think you have. You know, and you hope you maintain that friendship, but like you literally could meet someone in five years and be friends with them for 40 years. I know that's crazy. You know, like it's just there's so much left. And I think that we lose sight of that in our 20s because we feel like, you know, we have that awareness. We've done a lot. We've we've seen a lot. We are like more. It's not like the kid sort of like, oh, my God, take me back to when it was just like, I didn't care about anything. Give me a Capri Sun. You know, <laughs> it's like not like that anymore, you know, but there's still so much like. I'm realizing as I'm coming up on that magical age where everyone's like, oh, you stop like caring. You know, you're kind of like, it's whatever. 40 is supposed to be that age. Like it happens a little at 30, but like at 40, you really start being like, oh, I can do whatever. Like the other, (laughs) this is so silly, but like the other day I told my guy, I was like, I think I'm going to start wearing skinny jeans again. And he was like, what? And I was like, yeah, I was like, you know, skinny jeans are out. And like, it's not a thing people wear. And it's very like, you know, high rise mom jeans, like maybe some low rise, you know, whatever. But no one's wearing skinny jeans anymore. I was like, but I like them and I want to wear them. So I'm gonna. And I look good in them. So that's what I'm going to do. I was like, in fall, I'm going to wear skinny jeans because they go with my boots better. Yeah. <laughs> and he was just like, what? And I was like, yeah. I was like, because I feel like it. And it's just like, I'm, and I'm telling you, it's just like you start having this mindset around, I'm going to do what I want to do and I don't care. And that mindset is actually what transforms society. Okay. You got to get, you got to date. I'm just saying, get out there. That's the thing. You've done it all. That's the thing. Get out there. Yes, I will. I will. Okay. So thank you so much for coming on. I love this episode. Where can they find you and pre-order the book? Oh my gosh. I love coming on and chatting with you. You can get the book everywhere books are sold. Amazon, Barnes and Noble. It's available for pre-order. It comes out October 10th. And you can find me on the Nicole Walters podcast, also on Dear Media. And you can find me anywhere else on the internet at Nicole Walters. Amazing. Thank you. Thank you. 
All right, guys, I love y'all so much. I hope you guys have a fabulous day. And this is the last time this is ever the I Love You So Much podcast. We are house guests as of next week. So don't forget to listen and don't forget to look for it in your podcast subscriptions. Love y'all and I will talk to you soon. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.